Son, the Holy Spirit. Two lines before the beginning of today's epistle reading, St. Paul informs the Corinthians, we are acting as ambassadors on Christ's, Christ's behalf. The word ambassador in the Greek-Roman world had two meanings. One, for the man who has a direct commission from the emperor. And secondly, there were the men, the legati, the envoys, who were responsible for negotiating and bringing people through the required legal procedures into the family of the Roman Empire. So the image that St. Paul is painting that he has been commissioned by Christ for the work of the church, that he brings to people the offer and conditions of God, whereby people can become citizens of the empire of God and members of his family. Firstly, an ambassador lives in a foreign land. His life is spent among people who usually speak a foreign language, who have a different tradition and a different way of life. For the Christian, this is also the case. He lives in the world. He takes part in all the life and the work of the world. But he is a citizen of heaven. To that extent, he is a stranger. The Christian is always a Christian in an alien world. Secondly, an ambassador speaks for his own country. When he speaks, he speaks for and on behalf of the country. It is the message of his country and the decisions and policies of his country that he conveys. This is true for the Christian as well. There are times when the Christian has to speak for Christ in the decisions and the counsels of the world. The voice of the Christian is needed to bring the word of God to the human situation. Thirdly, the honor of a country is in its ambassador's hands. The ambassador, while acting, acts not only as an agent, but as a representative of his sovereign. The ambassador's duty is not only to deliver a definite message, to carry out a definite policy, but he is obliged to watch opportunities to study characters, to cast about for expedience, so that he may place it before his hearers in its most attractive form. It is the great responsibility of the ambassador to commend his country to the people among whom he is set. For the Christian, this is his proud privilege and also terrifying responsibility. The honor of Christ and of the church are in our hands. By our every word and action, we can make people think more or less of Christ, of the church of which we are a member, and of the master that is our Lord Jesus Christ, whose we are 
and whom we must ever seek to serve. Today's epistle reading begins with St. Paul imploring us all not to accept the grace of God in vain. The Passion Translation translates this verse in the following way. Now, since we are God's co-workers, we beg you not to take God's marvelous grace for granted, allowing it to have no effect on your lives. Something for all of us to ponder. Remembering that St. Paul is also talking to each and every one of us. How often do each of us ignore God's grace and not allow it to have effect on our lives? In everything he did, St. Paul always considered what his actions communicated about Jesus Christ. Remembering that, he, that we are ambassadors for Christ and are his representatives in the world, we need to remember that in the course of the day, we are being observed by the world. We need to be ever vigilant, for as ambassadors of Christ, we are representing him. Don't let our carelessness or undisciplined actions be some person's excuse for rejecting Christ. Now is the day of salvation, declares Paul. Act now, he urges, for this is the acceptable and only time to do so. It is always in the present moment, in the period before Christ's return. This is a stark reminder to us all that we should never put matters of faith off until another day. Everything we do, are involved in, every interaction with others is a moment of salvation, calling us to become more and more Christ-like. Every time we don't is a moment lost. Paul had only one concern in his life to show himself a sincere and profitable minister of Jesus Christ, a true ambassador of Christ. For as he says in 2 Corinthians 6.4, as God's servants, we prove ourselves authentic in every way. For him to live is to proclaim Christ. In the epistle, he then proceeds to prove his authenticity as God's servant and as a true ambassador. Paul is not commending himself in an unacceptable fashion, but merely explaining what apostleship entails. The list has been called by someone the hymn of the Herald of Salvation. He begins the, first, the list firstly with endurance. It describes the ability to bear things in such a triumphant way that it transfigures you and transforms you. 
St. John Chrysostom calls it the root of all goods, the mother of piety, the fruit that never withers, a fortress that is never taken, a harbour that knows no storms. It is the queen of virtues, the foundation of right actions, peace in war, calm in tempest, security in plots. It is the courageous and triumphant ability to bear things which enables a man to pass the breaking point and not to break, and always to greet the unseen with a cheer. It is what transforms tribulation into strength and glory. St. Paul proves us, provides us with an extensive list of the calamities and excessive stress and anxieties from a worldly situations he has been in, of the sufferings, imprisonments, and the tumults of his life, to the toils and labors, sleepless nights and fastings, to the God-given qualities of mind and heart, purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, and unfeigned love. No matter what was thrown at him, whether people praised him or slandered him, St. Paul stood faithful to God. He remained joyous and content in the most difficult hardships. He remained a true ambassador to his master, our Lord Jesus Christ. In moments of discouragement, those times of indecision, financial burdens, family conflict, church conflict, or maybe the loss of our jobs, how we act in such situations will reflect what we believe. Like Paul, we need to look for ways to demonstrate our faith, even in the worst of situations. The situation may not improve, but our faith will grow stronger. In characterizing his ministry in this way, St. Paul intends to show us how urgently he commends the gospel to the world. In all of these many and varied ways, by afflictions, by virtues, by spiritual battles, by enduring slander, in every conceivable way, he strives to give no offense in anything. Such is the urgency of his ambassadorial task that he makes his whole existence a living and a shining commendation of the gospel to the children of men. For all of us over this next week, it would be worth our while reflecting on our ambassadorial responsibilities. How well are we fulfilling our commission as Christ's ambassadors? Asking the question, how am I to improve in my ambassadorial responsibilities for Christ? remembering that it is better to work on improving 
one small step at a time, rather than multiple steps all at once. Amen. Oh, no.